Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Well, it's very exciting to be together. I, you know, communion is great when we have two services, but communion is even better when we're in one service, you know? Isn't that special? Just to be together as the body of Christ, there's unity in the blood of Jesus. There's a, a unification of spirit, and it reminds us fresh of our mission, which is so, so powerful. Uh, I do want to say this to you, that the summer hours have been so beneficial for our volunteers and our teams that are working so hard all year long. And um, we, you know, we usually, we were going to go back in um, maybe in August with the two services, but then we do sign our summer Sunday, first summer, uh, first uh, Sunday of September anyway for Labor Day. So we're going to go ahead and extend the one service until September, okay? So we stay with summer hours. It's just been really, you know, we, we keep getting reports. And as you can see, we're not any less busy with all the in the know stuff. We're like busier than we've been. We haven't had Wednesday nights and two Sunday mornings. But it's because we're the body of Christ. It's not about the religious aspects. It's about the activity aspects of what we do and who we are. So we're continuing. We will go back to uh, two services on 9-11, okay? That's your reminder. On 9-11, and 11 Okay, see how that works? Okay, on 9-11, we go back to 9 and 11, and there's a lot of surprises coming on that day as well. We'll tell you more about it as we get closer, maybe. <laughs> let's get right into the Word. This is our final week on let's get prepared to rumble. Be prepared to rumble. I think we can say that part safely. Anyway, we're going to First Chronicles chapter 4, guy I haven't talked about in a while named Jabez. And we've in Ephesians chapter six from the message. First Chronicles four, verse nine. Some of you that are newer to things of God, you may have never heard of this guy. There is one passage about him in the scripture and this is it. And we're gonna give you his uh, whole life today in just a few moments. It says, now Jabez was more honorable. Say honorable. honorable. That doesn't mean he was honorary. It means he was honorable. That was a joke. Honorary, ornery, anyway, never mind, okay. So Jabez was more, more honorable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez because this is what it meant in the Hebrew, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. I want to weave in Ephesians 6 from the message, verse 12. This is no afternoon athletic contest, Paul writes, that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This rumble, I would say, is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Amen. Amen. That's a great place to play I'm Still Standing, but I can't do that either. 
Lord, would you come and move in us to finish this series, but to keep the revelation burning and birthing inside of us that we would know how to fight the good fight of faith and win in Jesus' name. Amen. I think it's been a great series. We've had a lot of great comments and feedback. Last week we talked about the difference between being set free and living a life of true freedom. If you didn't get to see it, please check it out online if you missed it. I did hear a story I forgot to tell last week um, from Thomas the Train. Some of you that have kids or grandkids know Thomas the Train. Uh, I heard this story about Thomas the Train uh, that one, in one of the stories, he had fallen off the track and he was on his side off the track and yelling, I'm free, I'm free. And of course, the reality of Thomas the Train is the only way he's free is if he's on track, right? Sometimes we think freedom means no boundaries and that's not what it means. It's talking about internal limitations. Today, we're talking about expanding beyond our limitations into all that God has. You know, one of the most powerful movie franchises of all time, one of my favorites is Rocky Balboa. Rocky, from the Rocky series, we see that this local club fighter from Philadelphia got a crazy chance to fight the heavyweight champion of the world. He pays a tremendous physical, emotional, and mental price to prepare for the bout. In fact, he has to be transformed in order to just stay in the ring and survive. And don't want to give away the first movie, but it's all about survival. It's not even about winning. It's about just, can I withstand this pressure and make it through? And I can't tell you, but he does. Anyway, so, (laughs) my gosh, how many years ago? It was 1976. It was the bicentennial... And so we're pretty much beyond that part. So if you haven't seen Rocky, sorry to uh, be a buzzkill. But um, anyway, watch it anyway. Watch it again. The first movie I ever ran out of going, oh my gosh, what a movie. I was 15 years old and my friend took me. He could drive. I couldn't even drive yet. And I ran out of there, wanted to punch something. Anyway, cut me, Mick. Anyway, in the movie series, he develops the eye of the tiger, a fighter's heart and mindset. I want you to know this whole series has been about this. The Bible calls us, the church of Jesus, to prepare with that same heart and mind, not to fight each other, but to fight the principalities and powers, to wrestle not with flesh and blood, but to overcome the enemy. Sometimes the hardest battle you face is with yourself. That's kind of what I want to talk about today. <clears throat> Sometimes the hardest battle you face is with yourself, that internal monologue, that stuff that no matter what you're doing and what your face looks like on the outside, those little, those little voices, those little speeches, those little internal nudges that are not of God. I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit's voice here. I'm talking about those little nudges that try to tear you down instead of build you up. They try to tell you you're not gonna make it when God says you will. Traumatic experiences, abandonment, rejection, sometimes a failure of others that has nothing to do with us but affects us us greatly and so disappoints us, tries to destroy us from within. The story of Jabez is like that. It's a relatively short passage of scripture, 
but it's super high impact when you deal with it. You know, back in the 90s, there was a book called The Prayer of Jabez. I encourage you. It's a whole development of this thought, but this is the gist of it today. Jabez, what we know, the very first thing we know about Jabez is this word honorable, honorable. Jabez was in fact more honorable than his brothers. Now, from when you study scripture, you learn things like the law first mentioned, which is that the first thing that's mentioned in an order or sequence of something is the emphasis and the most important point of it. So the first thing God wants us to know about Jabez is he's honorable. He's a man of integrity and character and honor, and he tries to do the right thing even when nobody else is looking. He is an honorable man. It's the most important thing. And I want you to know this because as he's praying for this expansion beyond his limits as a person, honor always precedes enlargement. Honor internally always, always comes before the enlargement internally and externally of what you're trying to do in your life. Just as humility always goes before promotion. God, James 4, 6 says, but God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, the question then becomes, what is humility? Well, humility is not what, I've heard people preach on humility and talk about how proud they are of their humility. That's not humility. Humility is not, gosh, I just, I just don't deserve anything. I'm just, I'm just too humble to, 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 to deserve anything. I'm just, I'm, oh, worthless wretch that I am. People, you know, a lot of religious people begin with that kind of thing. Instead of actually seeing what the word says about them, and what Jesus did to overcome what you was. And I say it that way, I just did. Sorry, English professors. What you just were. Humility to me is simply this. That's why I don't preach on it very often because I'm still working on it. Reliance, dependence on God more than self. To me, that's, that's a simple definition of humility. That, 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 I'm not, that I get to the end of my own strength and realize, wow, this is not about me. This is about him. And this is about that in the moments where I thought I was even carrying myself through, no, no, I was getting a piggyback ride. Remember the footprints in the sand thing? You know, some of you seen that cliche, that little sign. God carries us. Anything good happening in us is because of him, not because of us. Anything good, any unction you feel to, to do anything good doesn't come from you, it comes from him. You cannot see God. I was talking to a guy at the outreach yesterday and he was, you know, he, he, uh, some, somebody was in, introducing me and saying, I've invited this guy to church. And I said, great, please come. He said, well, you know, um, I'm reading a book right now. And there's a book, you know, a famous Christian speaker. He said, I'm reading a book right now. And, and um, you know, so he, that was his way of saying, well, I'm kind of inching my way. And I just said, well, you know what? If, you're, if you are reading that book, that didn't come from you. That's God even getting that book to you. You're, you, didn't, you didn't suddenly go, oh, I think I should read a Christian book if you're not a Christian. You're not living for God. You don't get the idea. Oh, wow, you know, I, sh I should, I, I think I'll just read a Christian book. That doesn't, that's not, that's not the devil. It's not your flesh. 
The Bible says no one can do anything in this life that is good or godly or whole unless the Spirit of God draws him. So if you got an unction to pray, you better respond to it because that didn't come from any place else but God. The only time you ever get an unction to pray is if God's nudging you, okay? But then there's these other things you're dealing with. So humility is simply getting, being reliant on God, dependent on God more than yourself. There's how many self-made people we have in our community that are excited about themselves. Everything we do. It's not about hiding in a corner what we're doing. It's not about being shy what we're doing. It's about giving him glory for what we're doing. It's about pointing to the real source of everything good, and that's Jesus. Amen? So as I prepared this week, I felt like God said many of you, God's people in this church, in this community, are being positioned for promotion. And that's going to require honor and humility. It's going to require you going through testing at that. In fact, before every promotion, we used to say there's a test. It's a test. It's only a test. Had this been actual emergency, you would have been instructed where to tune. This is a test. Remember we used to get those test patterns? Thank God that's almost over. Anyway, you know, you don't get them very often anymore, except on your phone. Before every promotion, there's a test at every level. There's a test. Remember when, when Jacob saw the vision of the kingdom of God and heaven touching earth, he saw what? A ladder. Because a ladder has rungs, steps, levels. One step at a time. The kingdom of God works that way through steps, rungs, levels, and dimensions. Remember in school, the tests. Some of you are still in school, and you remember tests. Midterms, projects. How many of us waited till the last night before to tell our parents? I won't have a show of hands. Oops, I'm supposed to build a volcano, a working volcano by tomorrow. Oops. Yeah. We got a mama giving up kids right here, just pointing them out. Okay. I get it. Let me just say on behalf of your young person, that was me. It's going to be okay, but do better next time. Okay. I will say this. That, that what I, one of the things I hated was midterm, uh, like writing, like you do essay questions and writing. And if somebody would have told me that ministry is a large percentage of actually coming up with a term paper every Sunday, I would have said, ah, that's okay, I'm out. Now my wife will tell you after 35 years of ministry, it's probably my favorite thing. The preparation of a message for you and getting a now word from God every Sunday, which is the promise of now church, um, in that, I love it. I, <clears throat> I don't just like it. I love it. I love it. I'm, 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 picking, I'm, I'm picking golden nuggets from Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and then Thursdays. I'm starting to put those nuggets together and see how the pattern Wow, that was, you mean that's coming together with this and this is coming together? I mean, it's great. And then these themes and things gives me, then I'm putting puzzles together. It's like, a, it's like my own iPhone game that I invented. <laughs> anyway, I just love it. I love it. But I didn't think I would love it. 
So if you're called to do something, you'll find the grace to do it and the enjoyment to do it. That's my point there. Eat your broccoli, kids. No, no, I don't want to say that. No. But before, listen, so you have these things in school. But to pass a grade and move from seventh grade to eighth grade, you had to go through something called final exams. That was different than pop quiz, test, midterm, or project. Final exam was you gotta, you gotta look at the body of work for the whole semester, the whole year, the whole nine weeks, whatever it is, and get this, and, and, and it's tough, isn't it? And I wanna say this to you, part of a life of integrity and honor is faithfulness, and that's one of the biggest final exams before your promotion. Faithfulness, Jesus said, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful also with much. Back to the young people. If you're not faithful with keeping your bedroom straight, you're not gonna take good care of a car when you get to drive it. I don't know why I'm keying in on the young people today, but I'm not, not doing it against you, I'm for you. Faithful with little, faithful with much. See, we, uh, we, we fool ourselves in believing sometimes. Well, listen. If I had a million dollars, I would be really generous with it. That's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus said, you're gonna be exactly with a million dollars what you are with 10 bucks in your pocket. See, you fool yourself into believing. That's why the Bible calls it the deceitfulness of riches. The deception of riches is, if I had more, I'd give more. And it's not true percentage-wise. You might give them away more money, but, you, but it's not as much of a sacrifice. You will only be as faithful with your own car as you are with your parents' car. You're gonna be as faithful with their car as you are with your bicycle when you're 14. Uh-huh. Not shouting me down now. We're gonna do youth group promotion right now, Pastor Tristan. Faithful with little, faithful with much. Unjust, Jesus said, with little, unjust with much. The way you are with a dollar, the way you are with a stewardship of three cookies is the way you're gonna be with a company or a ministry. People don't like that. Now I wanna say it to you this way, if your character is being tested right now, it means God wants to promote you. If you're being dealt with in the area of honor, in the area of integrity, in the area of doing the right thing when nobody's looking, this is a test. When you pass the test, you're gonna to go to the next grade level. And we all want the promotion of God, don't we? Don't we wanna be in the, <clears throat> in the best possible situation that God has us? But in order to do that, we've got to understand that it's, it's going through these series of faithfulness tests. Peter said this way, he said, your faith will be tested so that it comes forth as pure gold, tried in the fire. 
When you heat gold, all the impurities rise up to the top and they scoop it off and what you're left is more pure gold. That's what happens with honor and integrity and faithfulness when you go through the crucible, when you go through the test. And the tests are not fun. I don't like the test. My family doesn't like the test. We don't, we don't like that test, but we like the promotion, so we pay the price for the test. I was recently tested with my integrity where I could have done something, um, can't explain the whole story, but basically I could have uh, uh, done something and all I had to do was have a little white lie and I could have uh, gotten through something faster and uh, be guaranteed a victory and I, and I had such a, a conscience, you know, conscience moment where God was dealing with me that I said to my family, I'm not doing this. Let me tell you what this opportunity is and let me tell you what this thing is. I'm not doing that. And so I went to someone to tell them, I'm not gonna do that. And they said, well, that's fine. You don't have to tell any lies and you're still gonna get blessed. So, so anyway, but, but in my mind, if I gave this up, I was giving up the blessing. I was giving up the promotion or the, 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 the financial gain or whatever else. But when I went and told the truth, that's, that thing is still in play. That blessing is still coming. So what I'm telling you is there are moments in your life where, boy, did I feel good coming out of that meeting. I was dreading the meeting. When I came out of the meeting, I'm like, wow, I just told the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. And yet, I feel better. And the, and the good stuff is still coming. That's amazing to me. It wasn't an either or. It was a false notion that it was an either or. And that's, that happens to all of us, right? I mean, that just happened to me this week. So understand that, that um, these things are really, really important. So faithful, faithfulness test. Now, Jabez was named the cause of his mother's pain. She named him the cause of my pain. Pain blame, pain source. His own mother called him, you hurt me. Or it's your fault that I'm hurt. That was his name, folks. Are you getting it? This is what Jabez means in the Hebrew. What a burden to place on a child. I mean, think about the other kids in school teasing poor Jabez. Come on, let's go to lunch, you hurt me. Pain source, cause of my pain. Come on, pain in the neck. Let's go over here, pain in the butt. Let's go. You can hear it. What these kids must have done to Jabez. And what we say around here all the time is labels are limitations. Labels are limitations. Listen, your reputation for how others know you doesn't mean that that's who you are. But Jabez had a strategy because he had a relationship with God. So I wanna challenge you today, it's time to push past your limits. That's what Jabez did. He purposed in his heart. Listen, his name was, you hurt me, but he became more, he became more honorable than his brothers. And part of his prayer was, don't let me cause pain. Let me overcome this name, God. I don't want to live in this name. I don't want to, this may be my name, but that's not, that's not who I am. That's not what I feel. That's not what I'm supposed to be. Push past your limits. 
Get beyond what others have called you, the bullying. Right now, the world, one of the, one of the pandemics of the world is mistaken identity. Identity crisis, there are many voices and evil influences waiting in the wings to define you incorrectly. If you, if you are this, then you must be that. People recognize, they look at outward things and try to paint a picture of you of who you are internally, and it's just not the truth. You have to overcome these traumatic things by trusting what God says. Listen, Jabez's name did not become who he was. Or his story with him, Jabez was more hurtful than all of his brothers because he was named one who causes pain. But that's not who he was, and that's not what he became. That was not his story. Trust the word. Believe what God, your father, says about you. God calls you his kid, his child. God, the word of God says you as his child. You're blessed. You're strong. You're favored. You're sufficient. If anybody's going to come out smelling like a rose in this situation, it's going to be you. You're sufficient. You're prosperous. And you're anointed. And on and on and on. In him, in Christ you are everything he's called you to be, but you have to listen to what the word says and not get caught up in the pity parties of the world. Jabez could have been locked down, locked in to this whole thing of hurt and pain, but he wasn't. I love Psalm 4.1 from the Passion Translation says this. The psalmist writes, God, you are my righteousness, my champion defender, Answer me when I cry for help. Here's the key. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. When I was in distress, you enlarged me. One translation says, when, when I was going through times of stretching, you enlarged my capacity. You wanna, you wanna rise to everything God wants you to be? It's gonna begin inside it's gonna be in the renewing of your mind and the word of God. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. I'm being squeezed again, the psalmist said. I need your kindness right away. Grant me your grace, hear my prayer, and set me free. My friend Charles Neiman from Texas says this way. It's time to toughen up, buttercup. It's time to toughen up. You gotta get some grit in this world. You gotta get some grit on the inside of you, some determination, some holy tenacity. The people can't talk you out of your faith or talk you out of everything God has invested in. In times of great stretching, God has enlarged my capacity. That should be your touchstone. That should be your confession this week, your declaration this week. In times of great stretching, God has enlarged my capacity. Are you going through a painful moment? That doesn't mean you're one who causes pain. It means he's stretching you. He's getting ready to stretch and he's stretching to build your capacity. You are so much more resilient than you thought you were. All I have to do is say this prove, to prove it to you. Nobody, nobody, nobody in this room thought we could survive what the pandemic and, the, and, and COVID has done to the world. Going in, if God would have told us what was coming and how long it was gonna last, most of us would have said, 
I'm sorry. This is too hard. I'm out. But look how resilient you are. Look how you pivoted, you, you adjusted, you adjusted on the fly, you reinvented, you found your feet, you found your legs under you again. You, you're okay. I'm telling you through that, we'll never be the same again. We will never ever be the same again because we've been stretched now and we have a greater capacity. Now, the Bible does teach that God will never allow you to have a problem bigger than your ability. He'll never, he'll never allow you to have a problem bigger than your ability. That's a great promise, but he will stretch you beyond your human limitations to enlarge you as a person on the inside so you can carry more responsibility in the kingdom. A couple more things and I'm done. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this, this is, <clears throat> pardon me, a real strong thing in my spirit for weeks. Don't join the circus. They think, well, what does that mean? Well, I'll just tell you what it, it used to be a big deal for Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus to come to Florida for the winter when I was a kid. A three-ring circus meant constant movement, dancing elephants in one ring, a tiny car containing 35 clowns in another, and a lion tamer with a whole bunch of big cats in the third. It was sensory overload for us kids. But let's be real. In this world, some folks carry drama. Everything great and small winds up in a whirlwind of emotional confusion. And I believe the Lord wants to protect his people from entering into unwanted, unnecessary drama. Let me say a qualifier here. Compassion for people is required, but compassion for people doesn't mean you always enter their chaos. Remember a few weeks ago, I talked about the Valley of Ono. I can't come off of this wall. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down and, and meet you there in the Valley of Ono. Oh no, right? Some folks want you to run away and join their circus. Don't do it. It's a mistake. True friends don't frenzy you. True friends don't frenzy you. There's a line. Here it is. Even my pastoral line. I love all of you. But here's my pastoral line. When I want your freedom for you more than you want your freedom for you, I will pray for you from a distance, but I'm not jumping into your pit. Understand? I have great compassion, but there's my line. There's my line. And that should, I think that should be, that's a healthy line. The healthy line is that, hey, I have compassion. I want to help people. I'll do everything I can. But when I want your freedom, see, some people that appear to want freedom actually want attention. And so that's a challenge. Now, everybody who wants freedom, we are, our team is on your team. We are in it with you. We will jump in. We will fight devils. 
We will cast things off. We will pray. We will be there even in your dramatic moments, but we don't have to enter the fullness of confusion and guess because God's not the author of confusion, but the author of peace. God's the author of peace. So just know, if you're going through something right now, we're not afraid of, your, of what you're going through. But you've got to really want to be free. Not just lip service about freedom. Because, and, and, and the way you know it is by fruit. By fruit. If you keep going through the same, if you're just in a washing machine, just being agitated, you know the little thing in the middle of the washing machine is called the agitator. If you're just being agitated all the time and you never find actual freedom moments. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. We're not looking for perfect people here. I'm just saying, you, there, there's a difference. I can't carry you if you don't really want to live a free life. If you just want to, if you just want to circumvent, circle it, and just want us to all be involved in your circus, that's my line, okay? Forgive me if that bothers you, but that's, that's my line because otherwise I've been sucked in before where I got in somebody's circus and then I couldn't find my way out to help anybody else. What good is that? We all need a greater capacity and this is part of it, okay? Finally this, instead of entering into all of the drama and the trauma, Jabez, the Bible says, cried out to God. What a novel idea. Pray about it for yourself first. Get other people to pray for you is great. Get other people to pray for you is great, but pray first. You talk to God in Jesus' name because he's the one that died for you and he's the one that loves you and he's the one that lived and lives for you, in you, through you. Jabez cried out to God. We don't know anything else of how he became honorable instead of being hurtful when he was called hurtful by everybody around him his whole life. But we know he said, I want to have a little talk with Jesus. God, I don't want to cause hurt. I want to rise above that name that they gave me. I want to be who you called me to be. Listen to what he prayed. He was a man of prayer. He sought the blessing of God, relationship that would touch every area of his life. Help me get beyond what others have called me, he said. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Your hand be with me. Your presence, your guidance, your provision. Keep me from evil. Deliver us from evil. Jesus said in the New Testament, that's a great way to pray. Help me, he said, not to cause pain, to get past others' expectations and predictions about me. And God granted his request. James chapter one, verse two from the message. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenge come at you from all sides. For you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. What's our takeaway today? Pursue God and an honorable life. Trust him to expand you beyond your limits. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, we've done a lot in this hour and 15 minutes. 
We've done a lot together in this room. We celebrated what you've done all week. We've enjoyed the fullness of your presence and communion to get together today. Lord, we need you. Your people need you. Help us to move forward in this time. Would you help us to overcome all the labels and limitations and expectations and predictions of everybody else that put negative thoughts or doubt or fear or unbelief in us and around us. Today, in the name of Jesus, we cut off fear and all the motivation of it. And we resist it. We submit it to God. We, Lord, we give you all of our greatest fears and anxieties and stresses and all the things that people have said or put on us. Lord, help us to overcome those things to become all that you have called us to be and caused us to become. Help us to live with integrity, to live a life of honor, to live a life of wisdom. Lord, I pray for everyone that's being prepared for promotion, whether it's at work or personally or in relationship financially or whatever it is you're doing to elevate or promote them. Lord, would you expand their capacity this week? Expand their capacity, their ability to move in kingdom power and authority in Jesus' name. Maybe you're going through something in your life right now. Maybe you're at home watching or maybe you're in the room and you've been going through, you you feel like you've been going through some testing lately. My heart is for you today. My prayer is for you today because I know it's not easy. But I want to say to you, if that's you, if the enemy has hit you with everything but the kitchen sink, maybe he sees something that you haven't seen about your future. Maybe you're a threat. When you're on fire for God, I'm telling you, you're a threat. You're not threat a threat when you just, being born again is awesome, but you're not a threat. You're a threat when you're getting ready to rumble. You're a threat when you become a warrior. When you say, I'm going to pray about this and there's going to be an answer. I'm gonna believe God with you and there's gonna be an answer. I'm gonna see this, we're gonna see this thing turn around because of Jesus and and what he's done. Before you leave this room, you you can leave, you might've come in defeated today, but you're gonna go out with joy, be led forth with peace. You're gonna go out with victory. You're gonna go out different, but you gotta carry it. So it doesn't just disappear when you get to the car. Father, in Jesus' name, Would you bless your people? Would you give every grace that we all need for the promotions ahead? We pray and release healing. We release deliverance. Lord, you came to set captives free. We ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this is the day of surrender. Not my will, in my strength, but your will, your agenda your plan be done in my life as it is in heaven. Amen. Did you get something today? Give God praise today. His word is his word. His word is true. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. 
And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.